So, it's been a lot of really good soccer happening recently. Ugh, summer of soccer is in full swing, my friend. Doesn't it make you a little sad that we've sat down here on a Tuesday evening to talk about, I don't know, perhaps the most amateur professional soccer league, MLS? What the fuck <laughs> is happening? Alright, cut this episode. <laughs> We're done. I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> Alrighty, well we're back from uh, a small hiatus. We had the mini episode last week. Yeah, the tiny baby episode. And we, we previewed one game and not to tutor on horns, but Sarah, I think we did a fantastic job previewing that one game. Did you did you have any players in that one one draw between Sporting Kansas City and Austin Football Club? I did. I had oh don't say Austin Football Club. That's that is so- Literally the team name. It sounds so terrible. Okay, let's see. Club de Foot Austin. That sounds better. Thank you. Um, I had obviously Gary. Um, for any listeners who are just popping into this episode, I Welcome. mean I doubt it, but uh, <laughs> that's what's his real name? Gianluca. Yeah, Busio. You know he's been in the news lately. Apparently the Italian national team is uh taking a little peek. Is he Italian? He is. He has an Italian. His name is Gianluca. Yeah, yeah, Busio. That well, Busio, I could be anything. Yeah, he uh, he has an Italian passport, I think, and he's. Oh. I don't know if he's a. I does that make him? That doesn't. Does that mean citizenship? Does that I work? would think so. Yeah, yeah presumably. I'm pretty sure you can't get a passport if you're not a citizen. Yeah, I think that's maybe true. I don't know. Yeah, supposedly they've kept their eye on him. They're maybe interested. I'm not really expecting him to. Go to the Italian national team. Do they need... Gianluca Busio's pretty good. Is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, do you know how old Gianluca Busio is? 26. No, he's 19. Oh. Yeah. Really? He's really good and really young. And... He could be any age in this picture, honestly. Well, probably not like 60. It's a scraggly beard. It ages him. Yeah. He's got great hair. Yeah, so... He's played with the U.S. national team basically his whole career, but he hasn't been cap tied, so he's been playing with the youth national teams. So he's not technically committed to the U.S., but it's widely expected that he's going to get a Gold Cup call-up this summer. So I think I would be surprised if he were to actually seriously consider playing for the Italian national team. Well, maybe consider it, but I'd be surprised if he was not cap tied to the U.S. in the near future, which is good for American soccer fans. All ten of you. <laughs> yeah. There are, that's, no, there are lots of people who... I, I tweeted about the U.S. soccer fan base today. What did you tweet? Uh, it was sort of inflammatory, but thankfully nobody, nobody interacts with the account. Mm, interesting, yeah. Well, so there was a Twitter Tweeting thread. Tweeting into the void. There was a thread that basically was, tell me your hottest U.S. men's national team take. And I clicked it thinking, ooh, this would be spicy. And Sarah, let me tell you, these were the boringest takes I've heard in my entire life. Right off the rip, the first one I saw was like, there should be no MLS players on the U.S. men's national team. And I was like, yawn, next. Like, not only is that a cold take, not very good, it's not really interesting, right? Like, like... That's what the average American on the street says. They're probably like, I don't watch the MLS. Everyone should watch 
Chelsea play Arsenal week in and week out, and those other two teams they play, Manchester and also the Spurs, right? It's like... Yeah, you think the average American says something like that? Because I've met a lot of Americans who those words would never escape their lips. I think the average American... Hmm. The average American soccer fan is probably into soccer, so maybe not. But, like, the casual American soccer, like, mantra for a while now has been, like, dude, why do you watch the MLS? I prefer European soccer because it's so much better. And it's like, yeah. I thought it wasn't the MLS. Well, that's, like, the, the joke, right? It's like they call it mm. the MLS. And it's People like, yeah. no the MLB. I feel like that's the thing, right? Yeah. Which also isn't really correct either, but I think it's just sort of fallen into the vernacular. Um, so I feel like we can call it the MLS. It's become sort of like a like a little dunking thing. It's like calling it the MLS is like a joke because it's... Again, it's often followed by... It's often the end of a sentence, which is, why do you watch the MLS? Or the beginning of a sentence that ends in, is much worse than European soccer. Which is like, no shit. European soccer is obviously better. Like, that's such a boring take. Everyone knows that English soccer, French soccer, German soccer, Spanish soccer, Italian soccer is much better than American soccer. But that's not why we watch MLS. It's not because we're trying to watch the pinnacle of sport. If that were the case for sports, nobody would watch college football, right? There's more to sport than that. Anyways, that was like the... I'm going to be honest, I don't enjoy watching college football. But anyways, we don't have to go off on a tangent. Well, maybe you're the person, but you like watching MLS. That's a yes. That's it. That's an enthusiastic yes. Have I put on games when you're not around? Yes, I have. I don't know. It was just lots of sort of boring, tired tropes we've heard a million times about the U.S. Men's National Mm, Team. Yes. And what did you say? What was my take? Wait, did you tweet something? Oh, what I tweeted was, I, I, you know the, do you know the meme that's like, I, I forced a bot, a bot to watch 1000 hours of Mm -hmm. X. So I I think I tweeted something lines of, I forced a bot to watch 1000 hours of US men's national team games, then asked it to write its most boring takes on the team and write them into a Twitter thread or something like that. Ah. Quote tweet it. Anyways. Yeah. A little snarky, probably a little rude, but like. (laughs) I don't have any followers anyway, so who cares? Yeah. I don't know. I so. It's just such tiresome discourse. Like if I hear if I hear one more thing about Greg Burhalter not being qualified or Giazzi Zardes isn't actually that good, you know. It's like, oh my god, give me or like Josie Altidore should never be in this team again. It's like, okay, this is so boring. Like Yeah. Right. I feel like we, before we get into the real meat of the episode, we missed this because this came out, like, right after we recorded our episode last week. There's big news. What big news? In the MLS world. There's lots the of big Revs news. The Revs rebrand. Oh my god. Yeah, we haven't talked about that on the we pod yet. We have not. We We've missed it. we had many discussions in the apartment. Yeah. Um, it's perfectly good. That's like That's I don't know coming from a Revs fan. I don't so. know if if the listeners wanted like a stronger reaction than that. If they wanted me to be like deeply upset about it, there are lots of people who are throwing like big hissy fits about this, and then they you know 
draw like a shitty American flag with a <laughs> with a musket on like a badge and be like, "This is so much better. I did this, and I'm not even a professional." The idea that someone who's sitting and tries to make a logo for like two hours does a better job than the team that was put together to do it probably over like weeks with revisions like okay i mean to be fair i think it was a single designer okay but there i mean but she is more than qualified Uh, she surely went back and forth with teams they saw preliminary designs like oh yeah listen the the logo so we'll post a picture so actually i tweeted about the logo several times so if you need (laughs) you need uh to to find what it looks like direct you to at undesignated players on twitter Undesignated MLS? Yeah. Yeah, undesignated MLS. I'll, tw- I'll put a picture in um, the episode. But for a visual description, it's a, it's a circular badge. It says New England Revolution 1996 around the rim. The inside has... I guess what could best be described is almost like a poppy flower shape. Yeah, it kind of looks like a rose. Right, sort of like a rose. It's got um, these like lobed edges yeah it looks like it looks like there are like four big petals and four little petals in between yeah. them and then there's a white cursive in, it's not cursive it's just like a weird that stylized I don't like, yeah you know it's 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 an interesting font choice that's i don't know i don't know how i feel about that and then uh with like a red kind of sash through it right and so I think some of the criticisms about the crest is, is that it doesn't really represent New England that well, which I, I'm I'm willing to entertain that argument. It doesn't scream New England in the offset, but it also doesn't look outlandishly not New England. It definitely has a colonial feel to it, right? Right. Yeah. It definitely like uh, yeah. Upon I think the design first elements look, are good. It felt very like I couldn't put my finger on what the elements were, but they looked very familiar. Right. I think some people have criticized it for saying it looks too much like the Rangers are. Rangers mm. Football Club, which is a, a famous team in Glasgow. Never heard of them. Uh, they're quite Suck quite good it, for a long time. Scotland. Um, to which I say, literally, who gives a flying fuck? Like, <laughs> I, I just, I cannot think of something that I feel less strongly about than this are kind of looking like the Rangers Football like, Club it's are. It's like when high schools will, like, literally just take an nfl logo change the colors and be like we're the there i don't know there was one patriots yeah it'll be like we're the patriots or like there was one um school that i came across at some point in a former job of mine that um took the green bay packers g yeah and turned it upside down nice. and used it as a lowercase e for oh their i logo like that, that that's like creative e- is it? I mean... Is that creativity? It's kind of like a meme, which makes it funny. <laughs> there's, a, there's a high school down 95, I think, somewhere here in New Jersey that's the Patriots, right? That you can, like, see their high school stadium. I don't remember what, school, what, what town it is. No, it's up 95. It's on the way to... It's north. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you remember what town it is? No, I don't know what town okay. it is. Okay. Anyway. But yeah, yeah, they literally use If you're listening here in New Jersey and you live in that town, let us know. But yeah, I like I mean the logo's fine. 
I think it looks pretty good. We're happy that they are not in SC or in FC. I yeah. think that was like the big So that's a big that's a big win, right? Is that the mm. Revs didn't rebrand their team name at all. I think they have one of the better team names, one of the better brandings, and I was happy to see that stay. And we knew a rebrand was coming. The crayon flag is fun. It's like goofy. It's a meme. And I know a lot of people like it, but it's hard to argue that like I don't know. Just because you like it means it should stay in right. the logo, right? Like, Ryan educated me on the fact that it is basically just a knockoff of the... 90 yeah, the 1994 World Cup World that the United Cup States hosted. Logo, um... Maybe I'll include a picture of that and... It's not can... even, not even, like, a knockoff. Like, a it's... knockoff implies, I don't know, that there's some... Like, it's, it's literally directly a copy of the 94... It's a reference to the 94 yeah. World Cup, right? It's, like, it's different, but it's it's very much the same. Yeah, it very much... I've Like, that logo never screamed New England, right? Like, the, this new logo, like, has more New England character. Like, what what is New England-y about the American flag, right? Like... Well, <laughs> it's... Not so much New England-y, but it's the Revolution branding, right? Like, it's the birth of the United States is what I think was New England-y, quote-unquote, about yeah, the that wasn't logo. the flag. Well, it's the American flag, obviously. I mean, it's that or, like, Liberia. Okay, well, still, like, I don't know. I, I don't think New England can just, like, claim the American flag. Well, I mean, they could definitely claim the American Revolution. What did the Patriots do this? The Patriots logo is an obvious riff on the American flag. At least in some capacity. You don't think so? No, not in the... The, the Revs logo is literally the American flag and with a soccer ball. Well, because... Okay, but I, I don't know this for sure, but my understanding was that part of the Revolution team name when that branding choice with the knockoff 94 World Cup logo... Was that it was this sort of like dual meaning where it's like, uh, you know, alludes to the history of the American Revolution in New England, which is like, you know, whatever. But I think the other thing is that it was like representing the revolution of like soccer coming back in America, right? Like the 94 World Cup was sort of famous for being this spark in soccer fandom in the United States. So we had like the NASL in the 70s where soccer was really big. I don't know, I feel like sparks usually indicate a, a flame or a fire being lit. I don't know if there really was. Well, I don't understand. I went saying. to I went to Revs games in the early aughts. There, uh, were, there was nobody there. Well, okay, but that's that's not what this is talking about. It's talking about the the viability of bringing back professional soccer. Like, remember that like. The, you know, when the 94 World Cup happened, the United States didn't have professional soccer functionally for, like, 15 years at that point. After the NASL. That's 15 folded. years of my life. You were not alive in those 15 years. <laughs> and you were not alive for the 94 World Cup. Nor was I. But I think that's that was sort of what the, the reference is to, which is why they went on the American flag. Anyways, I think... I think the new logo looks decently good. I feel like it matches the caliber of a lot of the other logos, right? I think like, it's better than a lot of the recent rebrands. A lot of the re but like I feel like like it to me feels like the same level as like 
Inner Miami, whose logo I really happen to enjoy. I like the or Miami like logo better. A Philadelphia. I also like it. The, feels, uh, it's similar to Philadelphia, but it feels the same, right? It's like the circular kind of like crest with elements of their local character. Let me let me yaw some some logos at you, and you tell me better or worse. If the Revs like it, logo is better or worse. Like it, sorry, it feels it it feels basically the same as like NYCFC's logo. Okay, well that was one of the ones I was going to give you. San Jose Earthquakes, better or worse? Because that's a recent rebrand, not super recent, but like past ten years recent. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this is just like a personal preference, but I kind of hate like a logo with a soccer ball in it. I also don't really like the San Jose Earthquakes logo that much. It's not bad. It's just like meh. No, it's fine. Yeah. I think the Reds logo is better than that okay fc cincinnati yeah feels the same nashville i like nashville's better Ugh. Right, i think it's more done. creative this i do like it over it has more obvious symbolism it definitely has more obvious symbolism well the revs one has very very i mean we don't know we haven't gotten the official explainer all yeah. we know is that the the rose petally outside is supposed to represent bunting which little flags that people yeah so i didn't know it was called that but i'm sure all of our american listeners will know what we're talking about i don't think it's that commonly known well it's yeah it's those those like round pennant like half circle american flag things that you like hang under windows that again very colonial feeling yeah very like puritan new england shit i don't know but yeah, the the rebrand was was coming. It was inevitable. Mm-hmm. I would have <laughs> for years. They were saying the rebrand was going to come hand in hand with a soccer specific stadium. I'm not holding my breath on that one. I don't think the Rebs are getting a stadium anytime soon. No. Maybe they'll just bite the bullet and go to Providence. I don't think Robert Kraft is going to let them go to Providence. I don't think so either. He almost. I don't forget though. He almost moved the Patriots to Hartford. Maybe he'll move the Revs to Providence. <laughs> when did he almost move the Patriots to Hartford? Uh, it was before Gillette Stadium was built. Ah. It was it was back when like the so was that like two thousand four two thousand five. I don't remember the whole story. There was this whole thing, and it involved the mayor of Hartford and all. Uh, maybe involved the mayor of Hartford. I don't know all this all this shit. Not really my expertise. I was like ten. So, anyways. Probably didn't even like football. No, I didn't watch football until high school. I literally only started watching American football because I got into fantasy football. Boo, fantasy sports are the worst. And that's how all of you got into MLS. And now now I watch football even, even outside of fantasy football. And now you will all watch MLS even outside of fantasy MLS. Yes, that is definitely how it works. Uh, all right. Have we talked too much about the Revs? We have, yeah. It's it's fine. Revs fans, you just get over it. Actually, I will say most of our fans, I think, or most of our listeners are Revs fans. So. All of our listeners will be Revs fans at the end of the season because Carlos Hill will have done so much for their fantasy teams. That's maybe true. I mean, he's looking like he's going to be the unanimous fantasy MVP. Is that too early to say that? It's definitely not a hot take. Still week eight, Ryan. Still week eight. We're only a quarter of the way through. Yeah. Speaking of the start of week eight, so I I started to ask you this before we got derailed by the Rebs, but... Oh, yeah. 
How are your how are your picks from Austin versus Sporting Kansas City? Oh, we did talk about that because we talked about Gary, and then uh, then we just really went off the rails. Um. Anyways, back to that. So Busio got a nice eight. Yep. That worked out for me. Um. The goalie Stuber for yeah. Austin got eight without even a clean sheet. His um, floor is stupid. I've never seen a goalkeeper. So here's a question like before. Like is he a goalie that we can just look at every week in, Dude, yeah. in most matchups like like he feels like a better chance for guaranteed points than a lot of goalies. I mean, yeah, he's gotten his lowest game was 4. If Austin is going to continue to be this terrible defensively and yet somehow still competitive then yeah we gotta look at brad stewart every week he got two points from recovered balls three points from saves and he a point, a from, point passing. from passing yeah and that's that's sort of i think part of the the coaches the josh wolf system is josh wolf the right name I probably think so. not yeah I'm very, very, very interested. He's got passing points in four games this year. That's really, really good yeah. for a goalkeeper. That's a floor you don't see a lot. So I'm going to look. I mean, he's at Minnesota United on the road, and then he's got four home games in a row because Austin will have opened up their new stadium. Granted, they're not great matchups. Okay, but if I hear me out, weeks, oh, week nine is a double game week. So from week 10 on, he's home against Portland, home against LAFC, home against Seattle, away at Vancouver, home against Colorado, home against Houston. That's that's 10 through 15. I'm willing to look because he gets so many points from saves. If if we're talking about floor and not clean sheets, then maybe you want a team that Austin's going to get bossed by. I'm willing to look at him for like five straight weeks. We'll see if things change, but... Pretty good though. Yeah, listen, I'll take I'll take it. So if y'all took our tentative advice last week with Stuber, that paid off. Do you have any other, Sarah? Um, I had two Austin defenders. One did fine. He got five points. Okay. Um, one I didn't check the lineups before the game, so one of the other guys that I put on my team uh only played eleven minutes. Oh well. So he got one point. Um, so we'll see how. They do, and then I think I'm just going to have some LAFC coverage. Um, yeah, potentially defenders, so I can maybe switch if... But I, I don't know. I'm almost willing to take the five points from that one guy. Five points is pretty good. Five That's points usually Five points is usually my bar for subbing in a guy. Most most defenders don't average five points. So. Yeah. And then I had Shallowy. Got nice. nine points. Yeah, another guy we mentioned on the pod. Yeah, so that was good. How about you? I didn't have as many players as you. I only went with three. I had Gary Busio with the, with the eight. I had Stuver, and then I had Johnny Russell, who I talked about last week and I've talked about before as a guy I really like on double game weeks. He came through with a big 11. Good game for him. And so I kind of wish I had added more people but I think I'm okay with it. The only guy I was considering but didn't put on my team was Shallowy because I, I just didn't really expect production out of both Busio, Russell, and Shallowy, but I guess I should have. Yeah. So, oh well. Joke's on you. I'm happy with that. That's good. I always love having a goalkeeper 
get good points early. Mm-hmm. And now I just have a shit ton of money because I've subbed in those guys that were on my bench, which was Russell and Stuber, to get their points. And I don't know what to do with all this money. So... Should we talk about what's coming up this week? There are two games on Friday. The Red Bulls take on Nashville at 8 o'clock Eastern. And then Real Salt Lake hosts Vancouver at 10 o'clock. And then we have a whole slate of games Saturday. I won't go through them, but it's basically every other team. And then Sunday we have one game. Atlanta United hosts Philadelphia. Montreal is on by. Yeah, so I guess not literally every other team. Montreal is on by. So if you have players on your bench who do well, looking for switcher options, hit up those Montreal players. Get the free automatic subbed in points into your lineup, and you can take them at any time. They don't lock. Yeah. All right, Sarah, what do you got for me this week? All right. Um. So, I mean, I actually <laughs> am not having that hard of a time filling the rest of my lineup just because... I you, you know, put a lot of people in. I yeah, I I already have like three player. I basically four. I think I'm just gonna take honestly probably that defender's points. Um, maybe I'll give him a name. His name is Zan Colmanich. What kind of name is Zan? Anyway. I actually don't know. Zan Zan. Who knows? He's um, Slovenian. Oh, that doesn't help. Zan Zan. I feel like um, it's probably Jean because it's got like the um, it's got like the upside down carrot. I don't know what that not accent not is on called, the MLS app. Is that is it Kolmanich? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know you. I don't it's know probably Kolmanich. Yeah, I don't really know. He's what? Slo- he's Slovenian. Yeah, because that's like Croatian. They speak the same root. Language, and they have right? the what the ac- that accent over the C makes it a ch sound. I don't know actually. Because that's what I was... I assume so. I assume... Actually, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would... I really don't know anything about Slovenian, but yeah, I'm going to guess it's maybe Jean Kolmanich. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. Um, so I already have basically four of my 11. Um, so I'm not, like, really having a hard time with budget people. Yeah. I think the hardest time... So. I don't know how helpful this will be for listeners, but some of the questions I'm going to ask you are like who this or that of like maybe more expensive people. I don't know. I feel like that's, that's just what I have and and hopefully it's helpful. And if not, you can always like tweet at Ryan because he would like to help. Yeah. If if you, if people have other questions um, or text him because most of the people listening have Ryan's number. All right. Here's the thing. We'll start with defense. I don't like any of these matchups for clean sheets, except maybe LAFC, honestly. Mm, I don't agree. Okay, here, let me <laughs> list off. I, I made a list of ones that I was like, maybe. Yeah. So let me list off my maybes. Yeah. RSL versus Vancouver? Yeah. Okay. I think big time. I think that's oh. an easy bench play if you've got bench spots. I don't have bench spots. Well, if you do have bench spots, for example, I have two RSL defenders on my bench. RSL's been, like, a little leaky, but Vancouver are not very good. I wrote, I specifically wrote ew next to that matchup because I was like, mm, no. I like it. Oh, I'm, okay. I mean, I wouldn't I be betting all. I Vancouver was that bad. They're not that good. I, I just thought they were, like, competitive. They have been competitive. And RSL doesn't feel like a team that is going to just shut someone down completely. 
I think I agree with both of those statements, but I'm not really looking... When I'm looking for clean sheet matchups, it's at this point in the season, there have been enough teams that have shown they're competitive that unless it's like Cincinnati or frankly Miami at this point, they've been terrible. <laughs> I'm not really looking for... Not really like too concerned about results and more concerned about like how many shots they're creating, like what they're underlying mm-hmm. metrics say how dangerous they've generally looked so like vancouver and houston are two teams for example that have like managed to get some results but i have not been thinking they've looked pretty good would like austin be a team austin's another good one right like they've had some results they've been competitive but they're not a team that like is generating a lot and so mm-hmm. i think they're like good clean sheet shouts clean sheet shouts sheet shots so i think you can go real salt lake against vancouver it's one of the higher ones at least for me in terms of clean sheet probability all right onward yeah columbus against chicago so that's another one yeah that's another one i've picked out but i feel iffy about it mainly just because columbus has been so bad yeah i think you can do it i wouldn't like triple up on Columbus defenders. I have Zellerion in my lineup, and I've got at least one Columbus defender I'm looking at. Chicago's a tough team. They haven't been good. They're not getting good results. They're what I would consider buns. But it's not like they don't score, right? Like, they don't... They've got, like, really just, like, bad defensive problems, in my opinion, which always doesn't bode great for getting clean sheets, but... I think you can look at Columbus. I think they're one of your better options for defenders this week. Mm. Okay. What about DC against Miami? Yeah. But DC's bad. Yeah, they are. But Miami's worse? <laughs> They've looked they seem, worse. They seem equal. Yeah. Ish. I put them on like the same tier, honestly. I, I agree with that. I think DC and Inter-Miami for me are like similarly tiered teams. They're like scrambling to not be buns but they both seem to be potentially trending towards buns mm. dc united sort of thwomped inter Miami. they played last week right and i think it was they so long ago ryan i think they thwomped him like what is this word that you're using you know what thwomp is no thwomp is like the uh from the mario franchise he's the big the chompy ball? No, that's oh. that's um, that's Chompomp. You're thinking <laughs> what? That's his name. What? Chompomp? Yeah, it's chain. It's chain chomp. I think I don't know. Chain chomp? I thought it was Chompomp. I might have made that up. It is chain chomp. I think I don't know. Yeah, no, it says chain chomp. Okay. Anyways. Okay, well, that's not as much fun. The Womp is the big, angry-looking face with the spikes, the big rock. Oh, I've seen that before. Yeah. I don't know if the Womp is, like, an actual word outside of of that, but I've coined it. And you just used it, like, three times. Well, I was trying to finish that sentence, but it kept interrupting me. Just kidding. Look at that thwomp. Hmm. Yeah. So DZ United thwomped him. 
and maybe they'll flop them again. I don't know. I think DC United is okay. They're like, again, I think we talked about this, that they've not looked literally horrible, but they've not been that good. And Inter-Miami is just looking a little rough. It wouldn't be my top. Better days ahead for them. I would pick Real Salt Lake and probably Columbus over DC Defenders. Wait, but I haven't finished my list. Okay. What about Dallas? I guess Minnesota. Mm. Is Minnesota not Buns anymore? They've been a little bit better. They are missing some guys like Robin Lud is at the Euros right now. Minnesota, though, you can... I'm... Nah. It's middling for me. FC Dallas really has not been that good of a team either this year. Oh, okay. So, so, like, no. You would put, like, DC over... I'm just not interested. You could go, like, Ryan Hollingshead because he, like, doesn't play defense. Yeah. Why? I didn't see him on... I was looking for him. I did not see him on my list, but I don't know what I was looking at. Okay. He's... He's around. His average really isn't that good, actually, this year. Is he cheap, then? He's 6.2. Oh, yeah, so that's probably why I didn't see him. I don't think I, I, don't think I ventured that far down. Okay. LAFC? Yeah, that's the that, to me, is probably the biggest one. So, like, is that number one priority? I would say, to me, LAFC and RSL are my big clean sheet looks. But I guess... I mean, who's going to not have I would actually, Ayla on their team? So really, you only have spots for two. Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Wait, you were going to say something? You said I, I was going to say Austin actually would have been a good one, I think. Against San Jose at home. Well, but you they did. Were, they're already locked in. I guess I already talked about it last time. You already time. talked about it last week. That's yeah, we'll why, see. That's why they're on my bench. If you're, if you're feeling sneaky, you know a team that's been actually quite good this year defensively has been Colorado. And they're on the road against Cincinnati. So, like, I don't like road matchups. And I know Cincinnati can score. But, like... Can they? If you had bench spots and you didn't want to use them on RSL, you could probably do, like, a little switcher reaction with LAFC defenders there. Colorado guys are kind of expensive, though, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, they are. All because they've been good. Because they've all... Yeah, because Colorado's yeah. been a pretty good team this year. Um... But, you know, for someone like you, Ryan, who's just flush with cash. I am flush with cash. I have 6.2 in the bank. Wow. Not sure what to do with it. Invest in our future. Yeah. Um. All right. What about Portland? Wait, no. <laughs> Wait, yes. I did say Portland. Defensively? Yeah. Nah. No. It's. I mean, it's a home game, but I don't like it. Sporting Kansas City has been pretty good. All right. Well, I think if I you're think feeling you've uh, me out. one more, if you're feeling a little lucky, again it's a road game, so I'm not really endorsing it. But I'm also not saying don't roll the dice. Philadelphia on the road mm. at Atlanta, they're going to be missing. I mean, they don't have Joseph Martinez, who really has not been that good anyways this year. Um, they're missing like a couple of guys, I think. So if you're feeling feeling a little risque, why not? I, and I'm not. So. All right. Well, <laughs> honestly, me either. So, but you can. I'll. Not even gonna write it down in my notes. I'll give you a knowing nod. Uh, Maybe a, a handshake for good luck. But. <laughs> How kind of you. Implicit approval. Um. All right. So. 
Shall we move on to the midfield? Yeah, let's do it. So who's who's missing? Are um, there big names missing? Like, first of all, what country is Carlos Hill from? Carlos Hill is Spanish. Remember, we had a literal entire segment on this a couple weeks ago. Yes, we did. Okay. <laughs> and, is he plot? Is he? Are they? No, he's not is good he enough not good to be enough called enough up to... for the Euros. I think he is, but he was not called up okay, for the Euros. Okay, okay. Great, um, well, that's So he's good playing. Yep. Um, Nani is still suspended, I believe. Mm. Lodero is out. I don't think there are any big-name midfielders who are missing. I mean, Robin Ludd, who I just mentioned, is actually pretty... He's 9.3. Oh, he's a good average. 6.33 average. Um, don't play him because he's on national team duty with Finland, I think, or something in the Euros. But I'm looking at the list of, like, the highest guys, and everyone who it says is here, as far as I know, is still is around. All right. Someone to look out for. Merritt Paulson, the owner of the Portland Timbers, tweeted saying that Sebastian Blanco might be back next week. Sebastian Blanco is a good player for Portland, and... Sporting Casey's defense has, like, not really been amazing. I would be interested if he played and started. Do you have anything to say to that? <laughs> Never heard of him. That's yeah. what I have to say to that. Yeah. He's, he was good. He was very good last year. For He had, like, a bad, he, like, tore his Achilles or some shit. My goodness. All these people getting hurt and dying on the field. They, all right. We, uh, that's maybe insensitive. Too soon? Yeah, considering a player literally died on the field. I know, that's why I said that. Yeah, maybe too soon. Remember we watched that ref get hurt the other day, though? <laughs> what game was that that he got hurt? I don't know, and then you were like, he's faking it. He's just limping around. <laughs> that was a CONCACAF game, right? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was Copa America, I don't remember. We have watched so no, much. No, it was like worse than that. It was probably CONCACAF, right? Yeah. It was, pro- it was probably like it was Canada like Haiti. Haiti. Was it was it Was it Canada Haiti? Was that what it was? Maybe. We also watched the. I also watched another game after that that was even like less interesting. <laughs> no offense to Canada, Haiti. We've been watching so much soccer lately. Ryan's been watching so. It is just like lately. the Euros all day, and then straight into Copa America, and then straight into World Cup qualifying for Concacaf. Oh man, I'm getting nothing done. It's fantastic. <laughs> um. Okay. Anyways, so if no one's missing, here's my current slate of men aside from Busio. Yeah. I have Heel. Yep. I have Montero. Jamiro Montero? Of Philadelphia. Yeah. I like him. I have him on my team too. And I have Zella Ryan. Yeah, I've got him too. Um I think they're all good. I mean there's so not here... much to say about Zella Ryan just because like Columbus has been bad, but it's a good matchup you should play him. Mm. How who do you like better, Zellerion or Reynoso? Zellerion. Okay. What about someone like Joao Paulo? Yeah, you can play Joao Paulo and like he's, but a, he's over a good player. Any play. of the people that I've named, <sighs> that's hard. They're playing LA Galaxy. They're not very good, right? Their defense is really LA Galaxy's defense is really bad. Man, yeah, I want to try and fit him in, but I don't know if I can. 
Hmm. Maybe I'll just add him as a fourth person. See, here's my thing. I, I would play five midfielders with him, honestly. I mean, so, I can fit him in. So I haven't decided if I want two other forwards or four other mid. Like, like if I, because if I don't, if I don't put Joe Paolo or anyone in this other spot that I actually have open, then. I can have two forwards in addition to Shallowy because I'm going to take his nine points or yeah. whatever he does the next week if he does better. But do I want to do that? Do I want two forwards or do I just want one? Take the gamble on heel. Cause, or not heel, sorry, Bela, because obviously that's the forward I'm going to have it. I'm rolling with uh, what you're saying is essentially one additional forward, right? Yes, I've done yes. I'll end edge. up with... Two forwards. I am going five in the. I'm playing a three-five-two. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go five in the midfield and two forwards. I don't love the forwards this week. I think there are a couple of picks you can make that are good, but I like more of the midfielders. So interesting. I mean, I, I don't dislike the forwards. I'd say like they're they're perfectly good options, but having a harder time. So I've got the same. Three midfielders that you said, Heal, Zelrion, and Montero. I do have one other guy in there, and I don't know whether I want to play him over Joao Paulo. Joao Paulo feels safer, but I have Alejandro Pozuelo in my lineup. Oh, is he back? I think he's back. He he came in last Ooh. week. He's had some time back from injury. I think all signs from what I've been seeing point to him playing. And if you're new to MLS this year, Alejandro Pozuelo is basically just Carlos Heel of years past. Like, he was an every week, it's hard not to play him kind of guy. Pretty high floor. His floor, I will say, has not been as high as Heel's is. But Heel's floor is almost, like, unseen. I mean, it reminds me a little bit of, like, what Nicolas Lodero was. And probably will be when he comes back. Like, Carlos Vela, I guess, a couple years ago was like this too. But Pozuelo's got that same upside and high usage type of guy. I think he was MLS MVP last year, actually. Um, Don't quote me on that. I'm not positive. He's really good. I would... So I wanted to play him. I like the differential pick. I don't think, like, a ton of people are going to start him. But at the same time, Joao Paulo is probably a little safer. The matchup against Orlando for Toronto is not great. But it's at home. It's not terrible. So, the, Oh, but the problem is, I guess, with Toronto is that they're missing some guys because of World Cup qualifying for Canada. Mm. I don't know how much of their team is gone, but I know some of them are. So that doesn't, like, that's not great for Pozuelo. I don't know. Keep him in your, keep him in the back of your mind. He's not that, he's 9.5 for a guy that, like, when in form, is probably like an 11 to 12 million midfielder. So just keep that in mind. Like if you need someone who's like a little bit more of a budget option with still really high upside, give give Pozuelo a look for Toronto. Sounds good. I'm going to list a couple of other midfielders you can look at. I don't have them, but I think you could play them. Atuesta is just like an every week safe mm. play and the matchup mm-hmm. against Houston is good. Jack Price for Colorado. You could play him against Cincinnati. I'm like, so I'm just kind of iffy about him. He's got like a relatively high floor and does have upside, but it's just like not 
as safe as I want it to be, or maybe not as exciting. I think you could look at Roldan for Seattle, who's still relatively cheap, still only 8.4. Um, and that LA, LA Galaxy matchup is, again, nothing scary. And the last one I'll say is Julian Gressel for Miami. Oh, sorry, against Miami for DC United. Set plays. Miami's not that good. And he did pretty well last time they played. So just all guys you can look at that are probably going to be like relatively elite options that are not quite as expensive as Montero and Heal. Cool. Feeling rip-roaring ready to go into those forwards? I am. I didn't have much to say. I, I have the cash to just pay up front for these big names. Are there so. any like really budget guys we should talk about? Uh, if Valeri starts, mm-hmm. I'm interested. I probably that, won't play him, but... That kid from um, Red Bull. Oh, Caden Clark? Yeah. Sure. He's, he's probably Bench cheaper, right? Bench to me, because it's a Friday game mm-hmm. against Nashville. Nashville's defense hasn't been amazing. So, yeah, you could go Caden if you need money. Just if you've got How has spot. he been recently? Pretty good. I think he scored oh. in the last game. Oh. Let, me, let me take a, a quick look-see at uh, young, young Caden Clark. Um, he's got a 6.5 average. That's really fucking good. Um, and he's still, he's still cheap. Sitting at a, uh, 7.1 price point. Yeah, he had eight points last week. He scored. He's not like a lock for 90 minutes every game, but he's still pretty good. So, yeah. Forwards? Forwards. All right. So here's the thing. I have Vela right now. Me too. Is that a good move? I think so. I've got the captain's armband on him. Okay, that's also what I have. It feels scary to me just looking at his... Yeah, it feels scary because he hasn't really performed yet this year. He hasn't been fully healthy. He hasn't had an extended run of form. I'm not one to be scared by past performances if I know a player is talented. Do we know that Vale is talented? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Question. I mean, um, a good example of this was, like, Diego Valeri a couple weeks ago against LA Galaxy. Like, when I saw he started that mm-hmm. game, he had been literally trash all year, but I didn't care. I was like, I know he's good. If Portland does well this game, he's going to do well. That's the same thing with LAFC, right? Like, if, if they go out and they thwomp Houston, then Vela will probably have a big part in that thwomping. So, I think I'm interested in Vela as a captain. And also, like, I don't know who else to captain this week. Like, the obvious one to me is Carlos Heel. It's not a good matchup on the road against yeah. New York City. They're, like, sort of missing some guys, I think. But I'm still not, like, uh, not thrilled. I think this is going to be a tough game for the Rebs. And we won't even be able to watch it. Not unless we go. We'll see. We could. Maybe. Um... All right, so, yeah, I mean, I... I guess you could captain Zell Ryan. Yeah, that probably feels good against Chicago. Yeah. Safer matchup, a little bit riskier just given the way the team's been playing, but he's really good, so... Um, Carlos Heel's average is a 10.25. That's so stupid. That's that's just, like, absurd. You're stupid. All right, then none of that. <laughs> um, okay, well, when I was still deciding between other forwards, which now I have 
gone away from that completely, and Vela and Shallowy are my forwards, so I don't need to ask questions. But I will. For the listeners, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, What about a Rui Diaz? Or yeah. an Iguain? I think Rui Diaz is back. He was, I'm pretty oh, sure. He... I think he was with Peru for national All team duty. All these people in there. But I'm pretty sure he's back. Soccer games. So assuming he plays, he's good. You could even... It's risky because Seattle's actually, like, been a little... They've not been bad, but they've been a little lackluster offensively. And that, like, sort of disappointing back-to-back results against Austin and whoever else they played before that. But you could still... You could captain Rui Diaz. Mm. And, like, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. It'd be a little risky. If you're trying to, like, make up some ground and you need, like, a mm. risk-it-all big roll of the dice, you could captain Rui. So, yeah, I think you play him. Um, Iguain, it's just like normally I'd say yes, but I just like Inter Miami has been so terrible. But they're playing DC, who's not that good. Yeah, but we said that like literally last week when they played DC. Wait, did they just play them? I think they just played them, didn't they? Oh, mm, I don't know. I'm really testing my memory. Let's see. DC United's last game was against Inter Miami, and they won three 0 on the, and it was in oh, yeah. Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> yeah, they got a two. All right, so I'm gonna just. You could do it. It's I'm just like no. uh, it's just like not the like cleanest. Like I don't know. I think I'd rather take a gamble on Diego Rossi before I play Gonzalo Higuain. Wow, he was the next person on. Wait, no, never mind. <laughs> Actually, he was the next person on my list. Rossi was. Yeah, I, I would rather play Diego Rossi over Gonzalo Higuain. The next person on my list was also a Diego, and it was Diego Rubio against Cincinnati. Sure. It's like, I mean, again, I don't think I'm going to do it, but you could. I'm also not going to do it. Okay. I, I, well, you could do it, yeah. We've, we've gone over this. I'm not looking for other forwards. I'm just, this is the names that I wrote down. Yeah. Actually. Um, what about Zardes against Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's fine. It's a one of the better, like, I would probably, like, I would probably play Zardes over Chicharito, mm. for example. Um, but, like, I maybe wouldn't play him over Castellanos, even though I think the matchup for Castellanos is worse against the Rebs. Didn't we just watch Castellanos play? No, we watched no. Caceres. Yeah, yeah, Christian Caceres. Okay. Yeah, yeah. As same, far as I know, Castellanos is around. Like, Rubio Rubin? That was the last person on my list. Yeah. Assuming, I think he's, I don't think he's, I mean, he was the U.S. national team guy, so I don't think he's um, on any sort of international duty. He's especially, if you, a, if you have a bench spot for a forward, Rubio Rubin is like a slam dunk look. I mean, I think he's only gotten twos on two, in two weeks. He's remarkably cheap still. Yeah. I mean, he's come down to earth a little bit, which, like, we knew it was going to happen. Well, I kept saying it was going to happen, even even when it seemed like I was wrong. Um, but I don't know. Like, he's got four goals in the year, four goals in however many games this is, like, seven games. That's really good. I would be, yeah. He's a good play. This is not a question. Well, none of these were really questions for this week because I didn't need this. Um, but... Are we just done with Cade Cowell for the year? Because personally, I am. I'm not, but I don't think my opinion on him has changed. 
He just hasn't. Um, as long as he starts. Done anything. San Jose has been bad. Ever. It's not really him as much. I mean, he's not been great, but the team has like not looked very good. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to look at him. I don't care. He's talented. I haven't heard any rumblings that the Quakes are good this year, so. Oh, well, if you haven't heard it, then it can't be true. <laughs> exactly. I think, I think the thing is, is like, at this point, our budgets are starting to increase, and guys at his price point are just like not quite as important as they were before. Right. So, there's just gonna be like a little less need for mm-hmm. someone. But like, if I'm ever in the position where I need a guy that's like six million as like a forward that's like he's gonna be like still top of my mm-hmm. list assuming he doesn't lose his starting lineup spot or anything so i'd take it away from him if we're being honest if i were the coach if i were whatever you've not Almeida. watched him play i probably have yeah probably once <laughs> sorry he'd beat the shit out of you <laughs> okay that wasn't the question i'm sure he's a really nice guy i'm sure he would never he would never do that. I'm not saying I could play better than him. I'm just saying I would take away his starting lineup spot. Yeah, just bench him. Yeah. Go down to 10 men. Nine. Teach him a lesson. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to put him on I'm going to put him on my bench in fantasy with yeah. no intention of playing him just to to teach him a lesson, to punish him. That's the move. I won't even scrub him in if he does well. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I mean and do you have anything that's that's all i have i don't think there's anyone else i'm like super interested in this week i think there are a lot of good options like i think there are a lot of players you can just take gambles on don't take a gamble on joseph martinez like we said he's away on national team duty i'm just taking a quick peruse through the strikers to make sure we didn't neglect to mention whether somebody was on international duty. I don't think so. We already mentioned Al Pulido's gone. You couldn't play him anyways because he locked. I think other than that, I think we're mostly good. Cool. Yeah. I don't have any closing statements. I guess follow us on social media. Um, we're at Undesignated Players on Instagram and at Undesignated MLS on Twitter. Sarah, what was your favorite game of the Euros so far? Of the Euros? Yeah. I don't think I've watched a full game. It has been a remarkably fine tournament so far. It's been good. Like, I don't think there have been any, like, ridiculous games. But there have been some good upsets. There have been, like, a decent amount of goals. Like, it's been mostly not a snooze fest. So it's, it's been good. Um, I would say my favorite part of the tournament so far is that they organized Group A and Group D by color. I think that was very nice of them. I would say my least favorite part of the tournament so far is that they did not organize the other teams by color. What she means by that is that... Oh, their flags. Yeah, sorry. Their flags are all color coordinated in those groups. It looks very nice. And they put up their little, like, painted flag graphics. Looks very nice that in, in Group A and Group D. Yeah. They really missed an opportunity with the rest of the teams. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about Big dubs for Italy and Portugal, two teams I'm looking at. Tough, tough 1-0 loss for Croatia, Sarah. Yes. If Scotland plays the way they did 
in their first week, though. Is that who Croatia is next? Scotland? I don't know. I feel like it maybe is. Not positive. They'll, uh, they should be able to pick up a win if Scotland doesn't improve, so. Nope, they don't have Scotland. They have the Czech Republic. Yeah, they're fucked. Are they? <laughs> no, just <laughs> kidding. Um, the, did you see, did you see that goal that the guy in the Czech Republic scored? The Czech scored? It was like no. a 50 yards, he chipped the keeper. Nope. It's pretty sick. Sick nasty. <sighs> All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> Enjoy the summer of soccer, everybody. Yeah. The, the SOS. The SOS. Oh, it's so great. From Central Jersey, we're on Designated Blairs. Bye. Good luck. <laughs>